Blog Talk Radio. Great joy and good afternoon, my friend. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO. The show that brings you really the most fascinating and the most helpful leaders in the business community from all around our terrestrial orb. I am Bart Jackson, your Hieronymus Bosch of business. And have you ever wondered, well, if if you were a strapping young athlete in your 20s and suddenly you're lavished with a yearly salary ranging from several hundred thousands to possibly tens of millions, just how well do you think you would handle it? And how well do you think you would handle your retirement planning for retirement that's going to come in your mid-30s? Well, fortunately for these uh, muchly befuddled young athletes, the folks who thrill us on the sports field, They've got the cash, and they've got so much potential, and there is an organization to help them make sense of both their lives and finances. It's called the Corporate Huddle, in which really the elites of the sports world, these these professionals, uh, meet and get mentored by the elite of business, uh, major CEOs and C-suiters, and taking the time from her absolutely frenzied schedule of social, charitable, and personal businesses, uh, plural on that. Uh, We have the head of the New York's corporate huddle and governing executive, Ms. Sharon Mann. Now, to the followers of the Art of CEO, you probably remember our our Sharon is a guest who's come on to talk about her recruiting uh, top C-suite and legal talent from all over the globe and the uh, and talked about the way she has networked uh, herself and her in, into one of the most socially prominent elite of of all the Big Apple, and so you, you just know that when Sharon's on board, the wisdom is going to flow unrestrained, and your soul, my friend, will be entertained. So whether you uh, are a sports-loving CEO of a major uh, global camera manufacturer who's ever seeking public outreach like Rick, or you're a recently graduated retail counter clerk who seems to keep on training because he still thinks he's got a, uh, a shot in an NFL slot, pull up your chair a little closer, and join us in this feast of wisdom, all carefully cuisined, to make your career thrive and your ventures flourish. Sharon, I'm so glad that you've been able to break free from your frenzied day of heading up charities and uh, remaking of Atlantic City to, to come share your the fascinating tales of the corporate huddle with us. Good morning, Bart. Always great to be on the show. Oh, well, this it's always fun to have you. Now, um, Sharon, as we understand that the the corporate huddle is designed to help professional athletes make the best of their really rather unique circumstances and funds, uh, could you but could you give us kind of an overview of what the organization is providing for the, for the professional athletes? Yeah. Well, the, the corporate huddle is a charitable endeavor where we are helping athletes transition from the field into the boardroom. And the Corporate Huddle is a wonderful organization where you can parlay that discipline and that mental aptitude that the athletes have on the field uh, into the work setting. And what it entails is that CEOs from various companies take, take the athletes under their wings and help them make that transition. And there's also part of it, I know, that you've talked to me, that uh, that you um, – the athletes are coached to help give back to the community if, if they 
so want to. Um, you, you've got somebody with a big name who can attract, who can draw attention to a social problem or a need. And I, uh, this is one of the things I know you've done. That you help athletes uh, focus on, on how they can give back to the community. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. The, the athletes are heroes on the field. And what we like to do is take some of that uh, brand that they have as being heroes to the community and, and give back. They've given so much to their fans, and I think that they should also give back, and they feel that way, too, that they can give back by doing a lot of community work and really interacting with the fans and helping communities grow. Oh, I, I think that's great. I mean, I've seen several times uh, sports heroes have gone to hospitals, brought certain uh business uh, illnesses to the attention. I mean, uh, Lou Gehrig was, I suppose, one of the very first to, to do that with the, idea, the whole idea of Lou Gehrig's disease. And, and uh, so many of the things, uh, of the needs that uh, throughout our society is what these people are bringing, bringing out. And I, um, do, do you have an example that you could, uh, mm. comes to mind readily? Oh, absolutely. I mean, a lot of these athletes use their platforms to help others. By way of example, I just attended a poker tournament uh, that O.J. Anderson from the New York Giants, MVP 1991, had thrown for uh, his, his scholarship. And it has just grown over the years. And he truly is someone oh who has really taken the spotlight seriously and has parlayed that into you know, into, into scholarly, uh, you know, scholarly works where he can give back to the community, give to children in need that need scholarships to get funding. Uh, he came from modest circumstances and really built himself up. And I think he really appreciates how fortuitous with a lot of hard work uh, and all the accomplishments that he has had. And so if he can help others, that's exactly what he'll do. Very, very gregarious and generous guy. Wonderful. Well, I think it also is uh, the corporate huddle and individuals like you're just bringing up are changing the whole our whole vision of the professional athlete i think there's there's sort of a feeling in some of the press to sort of put them as whining babies who are pampered and so forth <laughs> and generally and and, and, I, and that's dead wrong right yeah. i'd say that was fair yes okay uh <laughs> Well, if you've just joined us, you're listening to The Art of the CEO Radio Show, which every Tuesday at 2 p.m. streams magically through the mightily misunderstood realms of cyberspace, where you may listen and download this and all our shows by visiting theartoftheceo.com. We're on several radio stations and a whole host of Internet streams, but the easiest way to find us is theartoftheceo.com. Now, uh Sharon, uh, as I see it, professional athletes are—they're—they're they're really like uh, like medical professionals or others, individuals who spend to so much time working at their business—that is, their sport—and that, that they've had very little time to to work on their businesses—that is, their life and financial security. Um, what are some of the? Could you just give us a couple of the problems that that a lot of them so often face when they're coming toward the end of their career? Well, I think a lot of them, when they come to the end of their career, don't really know how to manage into the quote-unquote real world once they're off the field. Uh, a lot of times what they do have is their branding and their marketing cachet. And what we like to do is leverage right. that and teach them the skills in business 
to access other types of uh, avenues professionally where they can, again, uh, use that to their advantage in a business setting and, and really you know, thrive professionally. We all know that some of the athletes who hear the horrible statistics where some of them go bankrupt, they don't know how to handle their money. What we want to do is give them infrastructure, everything from financial planning to getting the right type of career advice and coaching, coaching, barring it from an athletic term, (laughs) coaching on the field and then off the field. Uh, and, you know, having them be successful in their careers so that they can give back to the community and, and make a great living and, and thrive. Well, I, I I think that's great. I think it's uh, because they have so much potential and so much they can give and they can contribute. And I think it's it's great that you're doing that. Uh, and this is, but this is just one of many, many uh, charitable things that you take under your, your own wing and coach. I mean, uh, you at the same time are a, you're a businesswoman who's magically blended so very well your, your business life with your community generosity. Um, <laughs> now, I, uh, I'd just like to run through a couple of things, if you could tell us, and, and we'll just discuss them briefly. Is Number one, for, for Mount Sinai Hospital, you have really come about engineering uh, the Louis Armstrong Center for Music and Medicine and the wonderful gala, uh, and, and you chair that, correct? Yes. Uh, it is uh, spearheaded by Joanne Lowy, who from inception had an idea about uh, bringing awareness to the benefits of music and medicine. And I think there are just so many. Uh, and through the years, this has exploded into quite an organization that really gives back to the hospitals and helps patients by playing music and having them better through music therapy. Wonderful organization. Oh, so, so and that's why I called it the wonderful therapy world. That- <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yes. Louis, Louis Armstrong, no better. My God. Yeah, oh, right. gosh. It's, you give to that. Now, uh, when, you, uh, when you started to sort of get about getting that going, it was a wonderful idea. It's, the, it's calling attention to music therapy, and I think that's great. When you first started to sort of get this thing and put your mighty shoulder uh, and put nudge the momentum what were some of the first things you did to sort of get it up and running well, I think a lot of it is just getting awareness out with the community and I think once everyone understood uh-huh. the value and the message of the charity and its cause they rallied around it and we've had fabulous honorees at the event we've honored uh, Jackson Brown last year uh, we've honored uh-huh. Bernie Williams from the New York Yankees who plays beautiful jazz uh, one year we honored, um, you know, a, a few others that were just very, uh, you know, very much into the cause and into the organization, uh, and it's really grown from there and has set, had such an impact on patients of all ages. And, and music really does help. And, and this is the leading organization worldwide that affiliates music with therapy, uh, and it's really had some great tangible benefits. Well, I I can't deny uh, certainly the benefits of of music. I mean, we it uh, we use it in everything from exercising to 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 bolster people uh, to to get them working harder, to get them uh, more serene, and the right music really does set the human soul uh, at the pace where it can do its best, whatever it's trying to. And I think that's grand that you got the the gala behind it now. Uh, I also understand recently that uh, Rachel Ray, our 
America's beloved cooking guru is uh, <laughs> following in your footsteps. Uh, yet again. <laughs> you, uh, she received an award which you received last year. Now, what was that? What was the award? The award that she received. Uh, I was very humbled and honored to receive it. It was uh, just luckily I did not get an award because of my cooking. I don't cook very well, but <laughs> I <think laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. I, I live in Manhattan, so we usually go out to dinner. Very rarely do people cook. I'm just saying. Rachel Ray, I'll, I'll leave the cooking skills to her, but uh, she has been very generous in supporting the T.J. Martell Foundation uh, which has a very interesting story behind it, and it's an organization of which I'm very proud to be uh, a, a representative. Uh, last year, we honored women of influence in business, and I was very proud to receive the award along with other luminaries, uh, including Susan Mucci, the actress, who was, who was an honoree. Oh, yeah. And I, I'd just like to give a little bit of the story behind it. it it's, a, it's a fascinating charity, yeah. and I think it's a very heartwarming story. Um, years ago... Uh, T.J. Martell, uh, sadly, his son had passed away from leukemia at age 19. And his son said to his father, you know, would you do something uh, that would honor my name and my memory? And said, please raise $1 million uh, to, to try to eradicate leukemia. And in 42 years, T.J. Martell, who was a big music luminary, has raised right. over uh, $280 million dollars. For for uh, cures, oh, uh, find cures for cancer. I think that's a it's a marvelous story. And I think that you are great to get behind that. And um, but I when I when you and I first met one of one of the times you took me down to a lovely restaurant in uh, southern Manhattan and you uh, there it was they had a wall of fame with all these. Fabulous entertainers and known names, faces, all, all done in beautiful cartoon caricature. And there in the middle of them <laughs> was Sharon Mon. And uh, <laughs> I guess they let anyone on the wall. Right. So my, <laughs> I don't think so. My point is that you, that, that while you may not cook, you do host. And so you give constant parties, you constantly bring people together. And, um, so I guess what I wanted to ask was if uh, if someone sees the idea of celebrating and they want to get uh, bring they they want to sort of follow in a little bit of the techniques that you're doing and by that I mean hosting bringing people together can you give us a few uh, clues if or techniques if you would for entertaining your way uh, in into uh, a large a large population like Manhattan or a business world or something? Well, I think that uh, charity is a wonderful way to give back, and it always attracts a crowd that is very generous, and uh, a lot of times they are very successful professionals. So I believe you have a dual purpose right. of not only giving back, which I think is essential, no matter how much money you make or how successful that you become, I think the real joy is giving back, and that really really makes you successful. I mean, making money, it's wonderful, but when you give back, you're helping others in need and you actually feel the, the, the efforts that you've made in your life are helping other people. So I, I feel that, you know, by attracting these type of generous individuals in a setting, you're also uh, networking with, with very good people who uh, will not only help your charitable cause, but also usually become entwined in your career as well. 
Um, and I usually have thrown a lot of parties at the uh, at the Palm. I think that's why they have my face on the wall. Yes. You can't cook. You have to eat out. Right. So <laughs> if you go through well, yes, you do it. You take, you, you, take, you take advantage. Rachel, Rachel cooks her way into people's heart. You entertain your way into people's heart. And I think it works <laughs> exquisitely well. And the lesson we have to learn here is that you use your strengths and run from your weaknesses, right? That's right. <laughs> yes, I, I think that it would not work in oh, reverse. Yeah. If I cook for someone, it would not work. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. And I, I can guarantee you that as charming as Rachel is, I have better chatted with her, but she has she does has not one tenth of your hosting abilities. So <laughs> there you have it. So go go with your strengths and um I still keep looking for for mine individually but uh my my wife <laughs> assures me that I I'm going to have to look a lot harder nonetheless uh we, after all this this delightful noshing a bit at today's feast of wisdom I think it's time that we we take a brief sorbet and allow me to proffer you a few utensils for today's feast and so the first utensils I always do allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And since that's really the most important position you'll ever hold in your career, allow me to ask, will this be the day that you begin to see finances and possessions as mere tools? Or will you continue to endow them with some artificial value in and of themselves? My, the choice, my friend, is truly yours. And the second uh, utensil, I can sense your yearning to steep your lips into a little laughter and take a scriptural recitation from the 102 Best Business Quips book. And I'm telling you, oh, this, this is it. This one uh, has Sharon in mind, and uh, even when it was written, it was, uh, when I made it up. So it says, an entrepreneur is someone who fears missing out on the fun of an opportunity more than she fears fears failing at it. So what do you think, Sharon? Is that, <laughs> does that uh, quip describe you? I think so. I think if, it, if you have fun, uh, you never feel like you're working a day in your life. So, yes, I think that that would be a great quip. Wonderful. All right. I, I 100% That's agree. Right. Uh, I understand that when your – I think it was <laughs> – Dad or your mom read it, and they, they, their dad said that uh, that, that really fits you. Yeah, and that's who well, I got it from. So the apple doesn't fall far from the oh tree. Oh my! Oh well, good boy. I tell you, he, uh, he he obviously raised his daughter very well. Um, oh, just as an afterthought to that silliness, you know, I I think it wouldn't. Wouldn't it just be terrible to let that ripe plum slip by me without tasting it? And and who cares if everyone laughs at me be, as, it, as it gets sour or something? There's something you just can't pass by. Well, well, don't I feel that a lot of people, people like that. Yeah, yeah, no, Bart, I, I, I agree, Bart. I, I feel that sometimes people regret what they don't do as opposed to what they do. I think if you give it your best shot and you try, you really have no regrets. Oh, absolutely. I It's the things I haven't done that uh, I haven't regretted, that, that I have regretted, and unfortunately the uh, law doesn't allow most of them. So uh, it's sort of a balance there. And anyway, if, if moving along here, we jolly well better get moving somewhere. And if, if you smirked a bit over that quip, we have the We've got them literally by the books. Well, just just go to bartsbooks.com and pick up a copy of 101 Best Business Quips or the exquisitely uh, segued uh, 102 Best Business Quips book, and you're going to find that your your agile tongue is just burbling forth with a little load of your fellow chain gangers at work. 
Anyway, as a third year council, we sumptuously spoon to you the answer to last week's business quotes. That is, the name of the individual who said, I hear an almost inaudible but pervasive discontent with the price that we pay for our current materialism. And I, I hear a fluttering of hope that there might just be more life than bread and circuses. I'm sorry. Uh, those words were spoken by none other than the great newscaster and sage critic of our life and media, Mr. Bill Moyer. So congratulations to all you winners, and stick with us, because later on in the show, blurting your way, comes yet another enriching quotation, and if you are among the learned souls who knows the answer, author of that quote, simply scribble that sage's name down as you believe him or her to be, and send it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at bartsbooks.com. And if you are correct, your knowledge will earn you a mind and soul-stirring gift freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. So before we return to Sharon Mon and her corporate huddling of America's top athletes, allow me to introduce you the company by whose good graces we're here today, and that firm is Prometheus Publishing, creator of, among many divisions, Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides. And you may visit uh, bartsbooks.com and really explore a whole wide wealth of practical wisdom from business masters. And uh, one example of which, toward the folks at Prometheus are pointing you, is a volume entitled uh, Behind Every Successful Woman is Herself. And it's a book that's really helped many women in their careers. It's it's really a gem of a guide, embracing the thoughts and of leading business women uh, and many contributors that that, that provide the techniques, the disciplines, and all the important attitudes for uh, those ladies who want their ventures to and their career to soar meteorically. And it makes an ideal gift for the graduate who is on her way into the business community, and whether she's an athlete or not. And you may pick up a copy at bartsbooks.com bookstore. So visit the site. And um, by the way, while you're on the site, if you enjoyed the quip uh, and you would like a little, uh, a new laugh and a bit of wisdom flung at you every week, just click on the quips tab and subscribe absolutely free to uh, the Bart's Books Quips and by the eternal enigma of email. You're going to receive a little laughter and a dose of wisdom every week. Carpe diem, my friend. You are worth it. And now, uh, with the utensils of hands, come with me as we uh, get ourselves back to Sean Mann, executive of the newly formed Corporate Huddle, which guides professional athletes and their former from their former field of dreams into the new fields of business and hopefully greater dreams ahead. Now, <laughs> Uh, Sharon, I uh, I know that that uh, you are a very compassionate lady, and you do give back, and you really don't see a difference. Uh, you don't put into box your work and your uh, com- uh, and your giving to the community and and your business, but you do. There is a transfer I see that uh, you recruit people and uh, high level people who most of which have high jobs or or have high-level careers already going for them. And you had said, I believe you said before, that when you you, uh, are developing a relationship with a person to see if they would be interested in a a new position, you you always worry, you always try very hard to to give them something when you meet them and then to, to lay out more offerings for them along the way. Is that right? Yes. Yep. 
I, I try to uh, offer them an opportunity and try to see what the next transgression would be on their upward trajectory in their career. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, you know, and, and there's more uh, in that offering than, of course, the career itself, the, 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 the salary or the, the job, right? You're right. You I mean, at, at the levels, no, absolutely. Uh, a lot of times it's not just about the money for some of these high-level uh, professionals. What they're looking for is professional advancement uh, that enhances other aspects of their life, um, and these are already very accomplished uh, individuals. And my job is tricky because I'm trying to lure them from one uh, exceptionally wonderful uh, job into another type of uh, opportunity. Uh, so a lot of times, you know, they look at the whole package uh, and, and what's being offered and the, and the entire platform, which I think is very smart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, it's time to tear down the artificial uh, boxing of business and work. And I think uh, those who certainly have reached that level, uh, the level with which you deal uh, are aware of that. And I hope I hope everyone can follow along that line. And uh, if I... Um, and speaking of following in large footsteps, I was wondering if you could give uh, some advice to someone who is who is in business and wants to give back to the community, but is and I, I don't without being mercenary wants to do it in a way that will uh, certainly make themselves enhance their career uh, and and make themselves known. Have you got just a couple of uh, a couple of tips or something for? For the young person who is uh, who's starting off and wants to uh, give back to their community and, and make it part of their whole career life. Yes, absolutely. Uh, when I was younger, I was involved with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, and I've been involved with them for over 20 years. And uh, the reason I fell with that organization uh, was because my passion was helping, at the time, uh, children with cancer. So I would run races and, and marathons and half marathons and, and give back to that organization. My advice would be, what is your passion? You want to be authentic and true to yourself and follow your heart. And your heart will lead you to a charity that you'll do a lot of good work. You'll feel very passionate about it. Do something that really resonates with you and speaks to you. And I think you will naturally then just surround yourself by people who, like yourself, have a common goal in whatever your charity may be. And you'll get to know very like-minded people who are very successful, and you'll build a community around giving back. And I think that's the best way for young people to really start their career and uh, get to know people uh, you know, in, in their uh, immediate space. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm so glad you said that. There's, I have read in other guides where they say, join the charity that your boss belongs to or something like this. And you're saying, no, 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 don't, don't lead with your ambition, lead with your heart. And yeah. that's, well, and that's you might something. Want to do so that. I think that's if, a yeah. – yeah, yeah, there's, there's yeah. nothing wrong. You can marry a, a – <laughs> if you're looking for a wife, you can marry a pretty one. As, you can go after pretty girls as well as, as, as ones who are not, right? Uh, it's the right. same idea. <laughs> 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 no, it's, uh, it's true. Or, or something. More... I don't know. Yeah, I think you'll be happier going Go after uh, a charity that speaks to you, and I think you'll be more involved. As with anything in life, if something really has your attention, I think you'll be more engaged as opposed to an endeavor that doesn't. It's We're coming to the end of the show, but I just think that is truly a quill pen moment. Sharon has asked you to, says that success lies uh, 
and, and leading with your heart and your passion rather than your ambition. And it's a timeless truth, so I'd like you all to take your quill pens, dip them in the inkwell, and jot that down, and that will take you forward. And speaking of going forward, Sharon, could you just for a little bit tell us, I know that you and Alan Dalsas, our uh, partner in in so many crimes, uh, are... Uh, <laughs> Speaking of community involvement, you are in the middle of uh, a great salvation of the much-troubled Atlantic City, and you have several uh, ventures that you're bringing forward to help the uh, city. Could you? I know most of these are confidential because you're in the middle of negotiations for these things, but could you give us uh, just a taste of where we can of, of what you're doing down there? Yeah, I, th- I I grew up in New Jersey. I, I live in Manhattan now, but I grew up there, and I see so much potential in Atlantic City. I think now is the time to rally and uh, really gentrify the area, not unlike other cities in New Jersey that have had the same type of effects, such as Asbury Park. I, I think there's a lot of no, no. A, a lot of uh, opportunity there. There's a plethora of businesses that can go forward with some really good, um, you know, backing from it. And I think now is the time to really. Uh, raise the standards with a new governor and really bring back Atlantic City to its glory. With a lot of its natural resources and infrastructure, I believe that it can be restored to what it once was and thrive. Wonderful. I, I'm really glad to hear that. Is there uh, one venture you want to tell us about that you're working on, or do you want to? Are we going to should we wa- keep watching and tuning in? We, we are working on an entertainment venture, which I think will attract a lot of marketing uh, and a lot of jobs to a lot of individuals in Atlantic City, as well as keep it a friendly, uh, family-friendly environment and uh, bring families back to the wholesome and entertainment aspects of Atlantic City. I think there's something in it for everyone in the project that we're doing. So definitely stay tuned, and, and uh, we'll keep our eyes on it for the next couple of years. Oh, this sounds great. Now, now Sharon, how can we how can we uh, keep to? No one can follow you uh, as you as you carom around the world uh, like like a uh, a slightly um, bizarre marble. But nonetheless, uh, if if I were if I were a, CEO, a major CEO seeking to be uh, seduced and recruited, or or if I want to find out more about what's what you're doing with uh, the, in Atlantic City and all the, all your many ventures, how can I get hold of you or or, or contact you or to keep an eye on you? <laughs> well, I think the easiest way to reach me would be the Mon Consulting LLC website. Uh, in addition to, feel free to reach out to me individually through LinkedIn. Okay. All righty. And uh well this is this has just been great. I uh it's always it's always just fun having you on and, and sort of realizing uh, getting to to understand all the things that you are uh, undergoing and all your many undertakings and uh I think the thing that that I love about it is that everything you do is coming from your heart and it's coming with a great sense of generosity. So thank you Sharon for coming on our show. Thank you Bart. And we will have you back soon. I'm looking forward to oh, it. Thank you great. Bart. Well, and so as we round out today's Feast of Wisdom, I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, uh, leaving you with today's business quotation. That is, who said, uh, everyone's a millionaire where promises are concerned. (laughs) And as a hint, this famous playwright and humorist wrote the the original story of the star-crossed Romeo and Juliet lovers, which Bill Shakespeare later took on his own. And so if you know 
the author of this quote. Simply scribble that sage's name down, as you believe him or her to be, and send it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. And you will win an absolutely career-igniting gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And be sure to tune in next week to The Art of the CEO because we are going to chat with world-renowned sculptor Yuri Halosi as he reveals the creative and practical blending of the artistic life uh, in his episode of Truth, Beauty, and the Wolf at the Door. (laughs) And as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, every new idea enters uh, enters like a sickly boy in a schoolyard of jealous bullies. If your brainchild is going to thrive, you're going to have to stand up and protect it. And to you, who have been gleefully sharing our feast, I hope you've enjoyed the art of the CEO as much as Sharon and I have enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember that you may download this and all our shows by visiting theartoftheceo.com. And finally, to you, who have honored us with your time, may I say, as always, it has been a privilege. I thank you. (laughs) 